What's up, NBA fans? This is the NBA Second Stringers NBA Podcast. This is post-Game 5, Lakers versus Miami. Lakers up 3-1 with an opportunity to completely just close out this series, pick up that NBA championship trophy out of that Louis Vuitton box that the Adam Adam Silver and NBA staff set out so nicely on the lockout center floor. (laughs) But it was a close one. It was a duel between Jimmy Butler and LeBron James at the end. Danny Green had a wide open three at the center of the key. Couldn't knock it down. Markeith Morris with a crucial offensive rebound. Saw Anthony Davis who was literally one step dribble away from a potential dunk. And the pass was just mm. not sealed into his hands. And it was a turnover. Miami win this game no chance for overtime let alone a chance for a victory now we're looking at a 3-2 series another game in this exciting final series that at the start looked like it was a clean laker win um we we are 10 years from the last time the lakers won an nba series and that score was 83 89 tonight we got a score of 111 108 to miami what a scrappy hell of a game from Miami, from the Lakers, and we ultimately got a big, big game. I'm a little heartbroken and disappointed <laughs> to not see the Lakers walk away with a victory. And it seemed like all media attention, all discussions seemed to lead to a Laker win, and it was just not what we got tonight. Sean, your reactions... I, I, I'm a little dumbfounded for words just because of the crew, how close this game ended up really being right there towards the very last second of this game. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a minute to, to collect yourself, Alan. I know that this, this really hurt, this really hit deep for you. And, and my, my dearest apologies for, for that, that heart, <laughs> that heartbreaker of a game. You, you must have suffered at least five heart attacks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the way through. Um, but my my thoughts. This was an amazing NBA game. Yeah. When, when you're looking at this from a non-biased perspective, and obviously I I, I don't want to say that I, I wanted the Heat to win. I wanted to see a good game for the entire 48 minutes, and that and that's what we got. Yeah. Do I do I want the Heat to win this series? Not really, because I don't think it would be as legendary. It, it would be cool, but, like, it it wouldn't go down in the history books, right? Like, the, the Lakers yeah. have to win this series for this to mean a lot in, in the M, the grand scheme of the NBA. But, man, I am so happy the Heat won this game, honestly, because this <laughs> series, this series is, has gone from a complete steamroll to an epic series instantly. Those first two games... Man, I remember we were watching game two together, and we weren't even really watching the game that closely. There was Not nothing to watch. It was yep. an unbelievable blowout, uh, an, an insult to NBA Finals everywhere. And we're like, yeah, like the Lakers might sweep at this point. Like, why would we even give them the chance? But man, oh man, Jimmy Butler is a special player. That I did not think that this guy had it in him again. <laughs> and that game three performance was immaculate. Uh, this is Jimmy Butler's perfect game. How can he follow this up again? But 
when your back's against the wall at a 3-1 deficit, it does things to you, man. I mean, we saw it with Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic, and, and now I think we're seeing it here with Jimmy Butler. You just find that extra gear. You don't want to go home yet. I mean, this you don't want to go home. This is a big motivation here. I mean, obviously, you got LeBron James you're going up against, and, and man, that dude had an amazing game too. This was an immaculate game from LeBron James. I mean, a 40-point game on over 70% shooting. How how do you lose that game, right? If you're LeBron James, you scored 40 points, you shot 70% from the field, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, and it just came up a little short because because of some Jimmy Butler heroics and, and honestly, some foul calls that, that went his yeah. way. Uh, you, you can call that for what you will, but... And the Lakers had a golden opportunity, like you said, with Danny Green at the end of that game. And my God, did I think that was going to go in. Uh, for all the crap Same that we've here. given Danny Green, all the crap we've given him, I I thought he was going to make that shot. And man, it didn't even get close. No, no, didn't even get close. It got so far that it was enough for Markeith Morris to just grab that easy rebound. And he totally blew it. Ugh. His third turnover for the game was at the very last no. minute here. A good a good enough pass makes it just one dribble for Anthony Davis, and it's a dunk or a potential layup or just a foul call. Goes to the free throw line to win this game, but it was just completely off the mark. But, I mean, that wasn't exactly – I mean, that play was big. But we have to give our hats off to Miami here. And I guess we just, let's just start off there. Jimmy Butler, 11 for 19, 12 for 12, perfect from the free Ooh. throw line, crucial free throws at the end of the quarter there. And I mean, I'm sure like, I'm kind of just like shaking my head. Laker fans, I'm sure we're disappointed at some of those foul calls at the end there. But you and I were talking about this, Sean, and mm-hmm. all biases aside, those were fouls. Yeah. Those were fouls by Anthony Davis there at the end. That was not a true verticality, vertical, you know, contest. Like, mm-hmm. there was movement there. And it's not Davis's fault. He contested it. He did not want to go down without a fight. It starts at the top. It starts not letting Jimmy Jimmy Butler put that ball on the ground <laughs> and collecting enough steam. There's no one in front of him. And no one in front of him. No one to slow him down. That's that crucial at a point of a game unacceptable and i'm sure frank vogel is absolutely furious i'm sure the lakers have talked about that scenario over and over and over again and for it to actually materialize you just can't help but just feel disappointed by it and Mm -hmm. jimmy butler 11 for 19 again 12 for 12 1 for 3 12 rebounds, 11 assists, triple-double here. Five steals. We, five <laughs> steals. Like, we're talking about a man. We we criticized him for not shooting the ball enough. This man came out shooting, leading, finding the player, finding players in the right spots, um, helping Duncan Robinson somehow find a shot again. Man. Eight for 15 <laughs> again, 26 points. And this is the scary part for the Lakers after this loss is Duncan Robinson was – nothing in this series he he was not in the box score at all he was just there collecting minutes essentially and playing a little bit of defense here and there but now made some good plays on the defensive end there's one sequence i don't think i've ever seen a sequence as best 
against LeBron as I've seen this. Off the pick and roll, Duncan Robinson steps up right away, blocks that movement that LeBron likes off the dribble and almost forces him into a turnover, but they kept running that sequence over and over again, and Duncan Robinson's was crucial for that. Um, so hats off to him for that. And on the offensive end, he came out tonight. Perfect. Whew. 8 for 15. 3 for 3 from the free throw line. From 3 point, 7 for 13. 7 for 13, man. It's tough to win a game when a guy shoots like that. <laughs> that's, that's tough. Tyler Hero, 4 for 11. It's okay. 2 for 3. It's okay. Miami Heat only running seven guys in their rotation. No Kelly Olenek tonight. No Miles Leonard. No Solomon Hill. And for them to walk away with this win is big. Bam out of bio, 5 for 12. Okay night. But he's catching rhythm, and that's that's dangerous for the Lakers. Yeah, the, it was a pretty great team effort across the board for this team. Everyone fit their role really well. Jimmy Butler did everything. Duncan Robinson was the shooter. Iguodala was the defensive annoyance. Kendrick Nunn was that spark off the bench for them. Yeah, everyone everyone filled their role. Jay Crowder did his usual Jay Crowder things. Played dirty, did annoying things. But I mean, I think this is the Lakers bench players played abysmal tonight yeah awful yeah and lebron can only do so much ad can only do so much i mean marcus morris didn't score a single point in this game that is very unprecedented he is usually good for at least 10 to 12 and to only shoot twice like i don't i don't know why maybe he was more timid he just wasn't getting the looks it just didn't fall his way but i mean for to get zero points Three turnovers, four fouls, like that was his contribution to the game tonight. And that is not acceptable. Rajon Rondo, one for seven. I mean, he can do that. He did that last game actually. He made he yeah. only had two points, but he didn't seem as much of a factor in this game. Especially in the clutch moments. Kyle Kuzma, I mean, man, this was this was your standard Kyle Kuzma game. Like <laughs> this is this is what we're accustomed to seeing, but since he was playing so much better in the previous finals games, we, we were hoping that that was his new normal. But, man, did he regress. I mean, fouling on the three-point shot, falling for again. pump fakes again. Again and again. I I feel like throwing something at the wall right now talking about Kyle. Yeah, you just got those blueberry muffins. We're going to make sure that those stay intact. <laughs> Um, and let's let, let's talk about though what like what the Heat did differently this time, and then yeah. I, I do want to get into do the Lakers need to adjust anything for next game, or was this just a dud game for some of the guys? Um, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, Miami Heat they trimmed it down to an efficient seven man rotation, yeah. only having Iguodala for twenty minutes, Kendrick Nunn for twenty eight, and Jimmy Butler played the entire game essentially. I mean, this was very interesting because Kelly Olynyk has had good games in this final, so it's interesting they didn't even want to play him. I see. And and that's the thing. It's like from eyeballing it, I didn't see any big adjustments from the Miami Heat side. And going into the series overall, it felt like if there was anybody who had a chance or making unknown adjustments, it was the Lakers, not Miami, mm-hmm. just because they were down – you know, literally their second best guy, third best guy, and Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo, a little bit off. It felt like Miami was just going to throw what they have already thrown at the wall and just hope for the best. 
And literally, I feel like that's exactly what they did. (laughs) And they walked away with a big win. No Kelly Olenek to space the floor. No Miles Leonard, uh, you know, to try to take Dwight out of his game and annoy or, or like, you know, you know, bother Anthony Davis. And yeah. And and a big part of it, you know, we have to talk about that Anthony Davis injury at Mm. the in the first quarter where it completely took the Lakers out of the rotation and the Lakers just never truly recovered from that. It felt like they were going for it late in the third, in the mid of the fourth, when they took that lead with KCP just off <sighs> hitting two big shots. What a man to really step up when there was no answer from anyone else off the bench. Yeah. Unfortunately, that momentum could not be carried through by any other Laker other than LeBron. Um <laughs> A shame to the efforts of KCP, but the Lakers just... Anthony Davis looked like the deer in the headlights, deadly look that we saw from mm. Doc Rivers and Paul George in oh. that series against the Nuggets. Don't compare that's to what the he Clippers, looked like. man. Oh, man. That's, that's what he looked like don't for a bit to me. Don't put that evil on him, though. <laughs> I don't want to, but he looked like he was taken out of his game. He looked. He didn't look like he had any confidence in his body. Um it was dangerous territory, and Miami really took advantage of that, pushing it to an 11-point lead at one point. Um, and the Lakers recovered. They punched back, but it wasn't hard enough. And I think that was truly enough for the Miami Heat to really feel confident in that seven-man rotation that they ultimately stuck to. Right, and that's the thing, too. Like They got it up to 11. The Lakers only narrowly took the lead towards the end of the fourth quarter, this had all of the makings of Game 3 all over again. I mean, yep. the Heat were in control the entire game. I mean, it's not like they ever pulled away by a large amount. I mean, they they were within 10 or less the entire game. Most of the time, they were only up like 5, 6 points. And the Lakers were always just sticking there. But the fact of the matter is, Miami was the one in the lead, and they had the advantage the entire game. And it was only until the very end that the Lakers really made a push to try to win. It seemed mm-hmm. like they were, they were content kind of like sandbagging, like in a race, you know, like you're sandbagging behind who's in first place. That seemed like what the Lakers were doing in the game tonight. And only at the end did they try to beat them, but they didn't expect Miami to have an extra kick at the end of the game. And they were able to hold them off just barely. But Anthony Davis's ankle is very worrisome to me. Yeah, um, and, and huge. This, this was big because I was watching him come up the floor. Man, he was practically limping. In that mm-hmm. last minute of that game coming up the floor on offense. And I was like, man, if the Lakers do not win this game right now, I'm concerned Anthony Davis is not going to be able to play game six. So LeBron has to close this out. The fact of the matter is it didn't happen. And now we're faced with this reality. This is a nightmare, honestly, if you're a Laker fan watching. Because it, it's like, honestly, when I, when I saw him roll the ankle, and it, it didn't look like much. Nope. Which scared me, honestly, too, because mm-hmm. I'm like, if it's a non-contact injury, that's even scarier. Exactly. Then you're talking about Achilles or maybe a knee thing. Luckily, it does seem like it's the ankle. So if it's just a mild ankle sprain, I think we can live with that. Uh, maybe you can take some painkillers, take an injection, uh, whatever whatever it takes. But it, it's something to look out. And we, have, we haven't gotten any news yet um, after the game. I mean, it's, it's only been like an hour since the game ended, so I'm sure he's going to get... Some some team doctors, some medical staff on that to really see what's the problem is. But if LeBron's gonna have to run the show solo, 
but for the most part for next game and take the load off Anthony Davis, it, it, we could find ourselves in a lot of trouble here. Yeah. That Anthony Davis injury is no good. And again, he just looked completely out of this game until I think he got a dunk late into the second quarter. He looked like he was back into it. I mean, let's not, let's give credit to the man. 22 points, nine rebounds, three steals and two blocks. He played some good basketball, but ultimately Miami just played better basketball at the end. Notably, Jimmy Butler closing this game in. And I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of Laker fans out there that want to bring those foul calls to the debate table. But I'm looking mm-hmm. at them, and those were fouls. And yeah. it came down to the Lakers just really not stepping up and slowing down Jimmy before he collected steam. And it's just unfortunate. We did, I guess, see some unfortunate calls. Like Caruso, I think, had some fouls that should have gone his way that instead went Oh, yeah, like the charging, the charging call. Exactly. Yeah. Like that one still really bothers me. That was a momentum changer that could that, have gone that's the just, Lakers' that's way. That's a play. That's a foul that you get when you're a star, and you don't get when you're a role player. I think that exactly. that's what it amounted to. Yeah, and that's that's annoying. It didn't decide the game, but it was a big momentum shifter where the Lakers were starting to collect some steam downhill, and all of a sudden that call does not go the Lakers' way. Um, you know, again, like uh, Jay Crowder, that four point call. Where oh, yeah. <laughs> that was annoying. Again, <laughs> Kyle Kuzma, you know, getting a four-point foul call called against him. These little plays were like, didn't ultimately decide the game, but they were just coming in at like crucial times when it felt like the Lakers were starting to collect some steam. And also, I like the way the Lakers stepped up. Like they started this game, that Dwight Howard, Jimmy Butler scuffle, you know, it set the tone for this game that this was going to be a scrappy game. And I thought if it was scrappy and physical, it was the Lakers game to be won. And that was not the case. That yeah. was not the case. And it's unfortunate uh, because I do think the Lakers should be the winners when it comes to that circumstance. When we're looking at the numbers, Lakers won the rebounding battle. Lakers were right there on the free throw. Twenty Miami went 21 for 22. Lakers 18 for 21. Differential of one to the Miami you know, so 85 versus 95. Three-point, Lakers took 38. They made 36% of them. Most of the time, if the Lakers shoot 85, 36 from three, 46 from the field, and win the rebounding battle, we're talking about a Laker win by six. Mm-hmm. At least. <laughs> At least. Throughout this playoff, that's been the case. Lakers win the rebounding battle. Lakers win the free throw battle. They take this game. Yep. Tonight, it just was not the case. But they didn't win the free throw battle. Miami Heat, 95% from 95%. free throw. Jimmy Butler, like you mentioned earlier, 12-12. of 12. I mean, that, that is the literal difference there. I mean, they won by three points, and they made three more free throws than the Lakers. They shot the exact same amount of field goals made and the exact same amount of three points made. The free throws were the only difference. Exactly. Now, all signs right now point that Anthony Davis probably will play. We're not seeing anything come through that suggests otherwise. It's a big point, but, you know, we we don't really have anything to play off of that. So we just got to talk about what the Lakers can control for the moment. And yeah, the the role players game was awful. It just was not there. When Anthony Davis walked out 
I was I was just literally saying, yelling, Kuzma time. This is mm-hmm. it. Kyle Kuzma. Oh, this don't is put the him in the spotlight. Don't put him in the spotlight. He, if sh- there's, he goes and cries in the corner. Yeah, if there's anybody we're going to move the ball to to score that's not LeBron James when Anthony Davis isn't there, it's Kyle Kuzma. 22 minutes, 3 for 10, 0 for 4 from 3. Had some good open looks. Plus or minus negative 17. It's just some silly fouls out Ugh. there, like seven points. Not Kuzma Nothing. time. Definitely was it, not. Was it Marcus Morris time? No. 23 no. minutes, <laughs> 0 for 2, 0 for 2 from the three-point line. Wow. I, I don't, just don't really know it. Danny Green, yeah. 3 for 8. KCP gave us some momentum, and that's the KCP only had reason. a good game. We got to give him credit. Yeah, yeah, 16 points, plus or minus, right there, neutral. <laughs> neutral. I mean, yeah, with the plus or minus, I mean, it doesn't really mean much there. But, man, he he had some baskets that kept the Lakers in it. Because mm-hmm. without him, like, the Miami Heat could have gone a really big um, lead and kept their momentum going. He, he did a very good job at stopping their momentum at a lot of different points in the game. Yeah, right there with, like, I think, I want to say about four minutes left. KCP just hit a huge three with a hand in his face. <laughs> Give Lakers one point lead and then another point on the other end. And again, like, it just does not go. It just doesn't get built upon by other Lakers. And Danny Green with the wide open three at the top of the key misses it. That's mm. fine. Offensive rebound. Turnover. Turnover. Heartbreaking. Mm. Heartbreaker. I don't know, Sean, what is the solution here for these role players? So I don't even know if it's a solution with the role players necessarily. Because like we've seen them play good games in this series. To me, this this is a bit of an outlier. I think that they can't they they'll definitely play better than they did in, in this game in game six, regardless. But if Miami is, is going to run with this seven-man rotation that, that they ran in, in this, I, I think they will because it's it's like a game of chess, right? Miami's mm-hmm. made a move. They went to the seven-man rotation. The Lakers didn't change anything from the previous game, so now it's the Lakers' turn to make a move. And I think the move is to not play Dwight Howard at all. I think I think Dwight Howard has been phased out of this series. He was largely irrelevant in my mind, like he didn't do anything to me in this game. Two points, two rebounds in fifteen minutes, like that. That is absolutely nothing. Three fouls. You call him a, a quote unquote enforcer. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying it. All he does is win you the jump ball, which big whoop. You know, I think that Anthony Davis he's gonna have to suck it up and play center one last time, and you roll with an eight man rotation after that. You you insert Morris into the starting lineup. And and you roll with an eight man, and you play no true center the entire the entire uh, game. You play LeBron at the center at points if you have to. I mean, he can body up out of bio whenever he wants to. I mean, it's, they're basically the same size. I, I think that's that's the next move you make if you're the Lakers. I think that gets you over the top. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a single highlight of the Dwight Howard sequence tonight, and other than that scruffle, mm-hmm. uh, I mean. Dwight Howard had that flagrant go off. I don't know if that was truly momentum changing or anything. It was so early in the game, but there was no huge plus. I mean, I'm fine if he starts again. Maybe not 15 minutes. 
Maybe you don't. Just, Maybe you don't start. I feel like I don't think you do. No, Miami got off to a lead at the start of yeah. this game, and they they were leading by the end of the first quarter. I think the Lakers not playing Dwight Howard get off to a faster start. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you took some notes from the Houston series and you attack it that same way because it, this is this is astonishing to me when I think back to what the Lakers have already gone through and this team just doesn't feel any more difficult than the Houston team. It's not. Or the Denver team. <laughs> but ultimately, here we are, the first team to actually push the Lakers to 3-2, heading yeah. to a game six. Bad night from the role players. Alex Caruso, one for three. <laughs> you just can't that, get over these role players, man. Can't, I you just keep cannot, listing off cannot, every single one. <laughs> I can't get over that call. That was a Caruso <laughs> blocking foul. Caruso to the free throw line. Oh, um, that could have made the difference. Possibly. Possibly. So, Frank Vogel, I look forward to what adjustments he has to make. And maybe that's Dwight Howard out of this game. And let's roll with Marcus Morris, Anthony Davis. And let's see what happens. Because Marcus Morris at the five is not the answer. But no, Marcus no. Morris and Anthony Davis, maybe. Maybe that is yeah. the answer here. What, yeah, so what do you think? Did you Do you have uh, any other ideas in mind for what, what would you what you would do after watching this game? The Rubik's Cube is ultimate right now at this point difficult for me to figure out. Because I feel like, I feel like Miami has just run its course. Ultimately, in the, in the number of combinations they could run. For the Lakers, there's a possibility for more, but I'm not sure if those are any better. Ultimately, it just comes down to making shots, man. Like this, mm-hmm. this, oh this yeah, totally. Role playing, it's uh, five made five made shots off the bench. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Twelve, seven, they're, twenty. They're five of twenty-two. Twenty-two. Five of twenty-two. Ooh, that's worse that's than Kobe bad. shot in two thousand ten. Exactly. That's bad. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, we were, yeah, we were just talking about Game Seven. That was a that was a struggle bus. But even then, you had some heroics. You had Metal World Peace Metal seven World for Peace, eighteen. <laughs> Derek Fisher four for six. Right, two yeah. for two for off the three point line. Mm-hmm. That that won that game. It was that. Yeah, it was it those heroics mm-hmm. from, from out of nowhere. Lamar Odom three for eight, thirty seven percent sure. It was not too bad. One for two from the free throw line, but just shots here and there. Some points that ultimately just were enough to get you. Yeah, at least they made some baskets. Yeah, like like we're talking about the role players. They didn't make any shots outside of KCP. Exactly. We're going to – I'm not – I got to hope we got another big KCP game ahead of us and another big LeBron game because – LeBron, oh, LeBron will have points. a big game, man. LeBron will have a big game. That's that's not even a question. Yeah. Exactly. Are we are we going to entertain if Goran Dragic is going to play next game? Do we think he's just done though? I think he's done. I feel no like way. it yeah, I feel like it would be a miracle to see him again in the series. Yeah, and if he comes back it's a liability at this point, especially what you saw at you know, none 6 for 11. I feel like you probably want to roll the dice with him one more time. No, yeah, I'm just saying maybe they go back to an eight-man rotation though. Yeah, possibly. I feel like it's unlikely that we see Drogic though. It, yeah, it, it's unlikely. I just I just had to ask. But yeah. man, what do you what do you do then if you don't have AD? Let, let's just think about that for a second. Like how how do the Lakers 
formulate a win out of that. Holy crap, man. That's <laughs> quite the question. I mean, at this point, you have to go big. You got to go back 2015 Cavaliers where you start Mozgov and Tristan Thompson and you try to force the size onto the mm. Warriors. And you have LeBron go triple-double. You got some heroes off the bench. Like you had it in that Cavs team from Deladova, Iman Shumpert, JR, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> and when I look at this Laker roster. Cavs team. <laughs> yeah, I could see some heroics. But ultimately, yeah, it's going to be Kuzma going for 19. Morris going for 16. Kuzma giving you another 15. It'll be big. It'll be exhausting. <laughs> and you got to slow the game down and go big. That's the only possible way you can win this game without mm. Anthony Davis, I think. Yeah. Well, it's funny, though, because Anthony Davis is your big. <laughs> oh, I mean, you go Dwight Howard. You bring him. You yeah. have to. You, you have put JaVale to. McGee in? You have to. At least a couple. At least a couple. And, and you make this a scrappy, slow, physical game. That is the only way, I, uh, the only way, I think. You run with this Miami mm-hmm. team. Uh, it's just too easy for them to cover LeBron. Yeah. Are we are we overreacting? You think? Do you think we're overreacting a bit? Do we, do we feel like the Lakers just overall? I mean, obviously LeBron had an incredible game, but in, do we really expect the role players to play this badly again? Yes, I do. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're a little emotional still. I don't I, know. I think Maybe. about it, though, like like Rondo. He doesn't one for seven play this is pretty bad. bad. Yeah, one for seven is pretty bad. Honestly, he did that last game too, so maybe we can't expect that from him. But and Kyle Kuzma was having a good series before this. I mean, we look at his other games. I mean, yeah, he was actually one for seven in game one, but like, three for eight, six of thirteen, three of six in games two through four. I I mean, I have to think that he's gonna come back a little bit to make to make a forty himself a forty percent shooter instead of a thirty percent shooter. I gotta uh, hope so too. It just and Marcus like... Morris shot twice. <sighs> My God, don't even get me started on this man. <laughs> that turnover. I feel so bad because uh, that's sticking in my mind, but yes, I feel was, like there should it. have that been better game. opportunities. There should have been better opportunities. Maybe Danny Green has a better game in him, but that injury that Dude, he I've has... Given up, I've given up all hope on Danny Green, by the way. Like, are you kidding me, man? $15 million to make three-pointers. Duncan Robinson gets paid a couple million to do that, and he does it just fine. But Danny he... Green, you have wide open. Wide open, man. No one was within 10 feet of this, man. Nope. And it goes off the front of the rim. Like, it's not even close. Give him another one, Morris. Just pass oh it gosh. behind you. <laughs> Give this I, man you're, another you're one. You're stuck on the Morris Turner. I'm stuck on Danny Green. His lousy, lousy shooting. It's almost because I feel like I saw that coming. So the oh, Morris... That, that was the, they, they made the substitution to bring Danny Green into the game. Because right. this play was designed for LeBron to attract four defenders and pass it out to him. It was designed for him to make that shot. And he blew it immensely. Oh, it was short. It was significantly, significantly short. Significantly short. It yeah. hit the very front of the rim. And that's the only reason Mark Morris could even get the offensive rebound because it was such a bad shot. Yeah. Ugh. 
Disgusting. I don't get why you don't give that to KCP, who's obviously having a better game. Hell, I'd even give it to Caruso over Danny Green. I know Danny Green was two for four from the field in this game before that shot, but it's it's still you, you give it to the guy you think can actually make the shot. And in my mind, like bringing in Danny Green cold off the bench wasn't going to do it for you. Yeah, that was rough. It was a rough play. Frank Vogel went with his guys, rolled the dice. And I mean, at the end, at the end, if he makes that shot, we're talking about kudos to Frank Vogel, kudos to LeBron oh, yeah, for trusting totally. his true teammates. Yeah, true. kudos to Frank Vogel for trusting his guys. Yeah, and all LeBron's like, "Oh, that last time I shoot that pass over to Danny Green, man, yeah. that guy's not clutch at all." <laughs> I would have loved to see a, a LeBron fade away over two defenders. <laughs> it would have been a lot closer shot, I'll tell you that much. I feel like it. We just needed one more point. Okay, well, you know, it is what it is. Let's go to Game Six predictions, thoughts, like. What do you got, Sean? Lakers I mean, taking are, it, Miami are we, taking it. Are we it. really? Are you going to be so sad that you're not going to predict the Lakers win this? Because in my mind, you'd be out of your mind to think the Lakers are going to lose another game to the Heat, especially after seeing Jimmy Butler play the entire game and gassing himself out yet again. I mean, let, let's think about this this way. Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler had two days of rest this time because they actually had an extra day of rest in between these games. And so he was able to play a full 48. Well, now you're looking at another 48-hour turnaround. They play again on Sunday. Jimmy Butler is not... He's going to resemble Game 4 Jimmy Butler. In, that, in my mind, mm-hmm. that's that's what's going to happen. And as long as Anthony Davis is healthy, healthy enough... He doesn't even need to be healthy. He just needs to be healthy enough. I think this is still a pretty easy Laker win. Um, not, I guess not easy... But all things considered, like I, I think the Lakers will handily take this. I think so. I mean, you look at it up and down through the roster. We just got to get Anthony Davis to play like a like a top five player in this game again. And we have it. And the Lakers got those two guys, Davis, LeBron. We have quality names off the bench. Quality names outside of those two guys. We have we have to take Game Six, and it just seems ludicrous to not go in the favor of the Lakers. I t- still have it Lakers <laughs> taking Game Six by good, six, good. <laughs> and let's close the deal out. Forget about the Mamba jerseys. Forget about uh. whatever color or whatnot. Like, let's just get the W and close this out. Are yeah. you not six, a fan of, of wearing the Mamba jerseys? Do you think that was a distraction? Of course, I'm a fan of the Mamba jerseys, but let's just do it. Let's just focus on basketball. That's it. Yeah, that's the that's the Mamba mentality right there. Exactly. I, I think so. So, Lakers take game six. Sean, sounds like you're in agreement. Yeah, I think it's going to be by... I'll, I'll give them a, a nine-point win. Okay. Then, then we are in agreement. And, you know, final thoughts to close this podcast out, Sean... You got any out here? I mean, th- this is this was an amazing basketball game, man. I, I it, it's a pleasure to be an NBA fan right now. I mean, t- tonight, I mean, while it would have been really cool to watch the Lakers celebrate this finals, it would have given a whole different energy to the night. It, I a, a part of me is very excited to get one more game of basketball at least. 
I agree. This 2020, this 2019 2020 NBA season has been a hell of a roller coaster ride. It would be indifferent if the finals weren't the exact same way. Uh, <laughs> we got two teams. Maybe most people had Clippers, Bucks, Clippers, Boston. Mm-hmm. We got Lakers, Miami. <laughs> yeah, and did. it's not a sweep. <laughs> it's not a 3 1. We're going to game six. Ooh. Here we go. Unpredictability, bubble basketball. Let's see what's coming next. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Too big, too strong, baby. Let's go, Lakers. Game six. Come on. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Have a good night.